0: chapter 14 of the exploits of juve by marcella lane and pierre suvestra this LibriVox recording is in the public domain chapter 14 flight through the night scarcely had lupart received josephine in his arms as she jumped from the carriage than he strenuously urged his companions to make haste now then boys off we go and quickly too josephine pick up your skirts and get a move on it was a dark night without moon favorable to the robbers' plans. For a good fifteen minutes the ill-omened crew continued their retreat by forced march. From time to time Lupart questioned the Beard. This the way? The other nodded assent. Keep on, we'll get there. At length they descried the white ribbon of a road winding up the side of the low hill and vanishing in the distance into a small wood. There's the track, declared the Beard. To Dijon? No, to Vérez that's a good thing now stop and listen to me Lupart sat down on the grass and addressed them it's been a good stroke friends but unfortunately it's not finished yet they took precautions we couldn't foresee we have only part of the fat we share up tomorrow evening he was answered by growls of disappointment i said tomorrow evening he repeated those who aren't satisfied with that can stay away they will be all the more for the others now we must separate josephine You, the Beard, and I will get back together. There's work for us in Paris. The others scatter and take care not to get pinched. Be back in the nest by ten. Lupart motioned to the Beard and Josephine to follow him. Show us the way, Beard. Where to? The telegraph office. What's up? Why, you idiot, replied Lupart. We've been robbed. The wine dealer's notes are only halves. The swine insured himself for nothing. The beard broke out into recriminations. To have a hundred and fifty notes in your pocket and they good for nothing? There was no such thing as providence. It was sickening. Come, don't get angry. Two halves will make a whole. You know where to lay hands on the rest? Yes, old man. That's our job tomorrow evening? That's why you're chasing to the telegraph office? Lupart clenched his fist. That and something else. There's bigger game afoot. What? Juve. Oh, the devil, murmured the beard, divided between pleasure and fear. You've got the beggar? I have. Sure? Sure. The little group moved forward in silence. At length, Josephine began to tire. Say, have we much further to go? No, replied the beard, for as village is beyond that hill, the main road runs by the row of poplars. All right, go and wait there with Josephine. I'll catch you up in a quarter of an hour, ordered Lupart. I've a wire to send off. His acolytes gone, Lupart resumed his way. As a measure of precaution, he took off his jacket, turned it inside out, and put it on again. The jacket was a trick one. The lining was of a different color, and the pockets placed differently. On reaching Verez, Lupart turned around. From the top of the little hill he could see in the distance the reddening flames. That's going all right, thought the wretch. The Simplon Express has run into the cars. There must be a fine mix-up there. Reaching the post office at last, he seized a blank and wrote on it hastily. Juve, Inspector of Safety, 142 Rue Bonaparte, Paris. All is well. Found gang complete, including Lupart. Robbery committed but failed. Cannot give details. Be at Bercy Stores alone, but armed, tomorrow at eleven at night, near the Kessler House cellars, Fandor. The clerk held out her hand to take the message. The bandit was extremely polite. "'Be so good as to pay special attention to this message. Read it over, madam. You grasp the importance of it? You see, it must be kept absolutely secret. I rely on you.' Ten minutes' quick walking brought Lupart once more to Josephine in the beard. "'Hello,' he cried. "'Anything new?' "'Nothing.' "'Josephine, go down the hill. and the first motor that passes, set to and howl. Call help and murder.' "'Got to stop it. Be off. Look sharp.' Some minutes passed. The two men watched Josephine go down the road and hide in one of the ditches. "'Your barker is ready, Beard?' Six flugs, Lupart.' "'Good. You go to the right, I to the left.' Lupart had scarcely given these orders, when on the horizon a bright gleam became visible, growing larger every minute, while the noise of a motor broke the silence of the open country. Lupart laughed. "'Look, Beard, acetylene lamps, say eh? "'That car will do our job splendidly.' An automobile was fast nearing them. As it passed by Josephine, she rushed into the road, uttering piercing cries. "'Help! "'Murder! "'Have pity! "'Stop!' With a hasty movement, the chauffeur, taken aback by the sight of a woman rushing unexpectedly on the lonely road, made a dash at his brakes. Meanwhile, from the inside of the car, a traveller leaned out. "'What is it? "'What's the matter?' As the car was about to stop, Loupart and the Beard rushed out. You take the passenger, cried the former. I'll attend to the chauffeur. The two brigands sprang on the footboards. No tricks or I'll shoot. Josephine, trust these fowls for me, cried Lupart. Josephine took a roll of cord from her lover's pocket and tied the two victims firmly while Lupart gagged them. Now, Beard, take them into the field and give them a rap on the head to keep them quiet. Then he got into the car and skillfully turned around. When Josephine and the Beard were on board, he got underway at full speed with a grim smile. And now, Juve it's between us two. End of chapter 14